Pastor Henry Harder and the Renewal Singers, I welcome you to another broadcast of What's New. My name is Ed Peters. We return today to our study in Matthew chapter 24. We are looking at the various signs given to us by Jesus that will be present on earth just prior to his return and to the end of the age. On our previous study, we begin to look at the sign of persecution that will intensify against those that follow Christ just prior to his return. This Matthew speaks about in verses 9 and 10. Now today, our primary focus will be on verses 15 through 22, the persecution of the Jews during the tribulation. Now, in these verses, Jesus gives the sign that will identify this period of time. This period of time begins with the abomination of desolation being set up in the temple. Daniel tells us about two of them. The first took place in 170 B.C., at which time over 100,000 Jews were killed. This was done by Antiochus Epiphanes the Syrian. Daniel speaks of this in chapter 11, verse 31. But no doubt Jesus is referring here in Matthew to Daniel's second reference found in Daniel chapter 12, verse 11. It may well be that this abomination of desolation will be an image of the Antichrist that will be set up in the temple which will be rebuilt at the time of the tribulation. Now here, once again, are verses 15 to 22 of Matthew chapter 24, and they read, So, when you see the abomination of desolation, of which the prophet Daniel spoke, standing in the holy place, let the reader understand, then those who are in Judea must take to the hills, if a man is on the roof, he must not come down to fetch his goods from the house. If he is in the field, he must not turn back for his coat. Alas, for women with child in those days, and for those who have children at the breast. Pray that it may not be in winter when you have to make your escape or on the Sabbath. It will be a time of great distress. There has never been such a time from the beginning of the world until now, and will never be again. If that time of troubles were not cut short, no living thing would survive. But for the sake of God's chosen, it will be cut short. Every eye shall see. Jesus is Lord, He is 
As long as the true church is present on the earth, this sort of anti-Semitism on a worldwide basis could not take place because the church would resist it. No genuine believer in Christ could hate the Jews. It is an impossibility. So, as long as the true church is in the world, there won't be worldwide anti-Semitism. It will break out after the church has been removed at the rapture. Now, here with our study is Pastor Henry Harder. Jesus spoke to his disciples about the close of this age. Among the signals that might indicate to the people whether the end might be close was the sign of increased persecution of his people, and perhaps also Gentile Christians. I believe that a short time before the Lord returns to establish his theocratic reign, his utopia on this planet, Satan will bring on the scene his masterpiece, who will be everything Christ isn't. He has been called the Antichrist. At first he will appear as though he will solve all of Israel's problems, and he will be accepted as a great benefactor and ruler. But soon it will be obvious that he isn't the Messiah, and Israel will turn from him and turn to the one they pierced, as Zechariah put it. They will turn to Christ, the Messiah, and Jesus. Then will come to pass the words of Paul in Romans 11:26, All Israel shall be saved. This national salvation will signal the greatest persecution upon God's people that this world has ever known. That takes place in the closing years of this age. The intense persecution of the Lord's race as a result of their collective recognition of Jesus as the Messiah, will again scatter them worldwide. Evidently, one of the great incentives that will turn the Jews to the Savior is the desecration of their temple by Christ. This evil and makes it the center of the worship of himself. He sets up an image in the temple, evidently of himself, and he orders the Jews to worship him. This man who had claimed to be a friend now becomes an enemy to be greatly feared. The awful character of this time known as the Great Tribulation, the time of Jacob's trouble, cannot be fully grasped by anyone. The holocausts of the past pale in comparison to this one. The abomination that causes desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet is evidently this image in the temple. When that image is erected, it is time for his people to flee. Jesus said, listen to these words of Jesus, Matthew 24, 15 to 22. So when you see standing in the holy place the abomination that causes desolation, spoken of through the prophet Daniel, let the reader understand. Then... Let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let no one on the roof of his house go down to take anything out of the house. Let no one in the field go back to his cloak. 
How dreadful it will be in those days for pregnant women and nursing mothers. Pray that your flight will not take place in winter or on the Sabbath, for then there will be great distress, unequaled, from the beginning of the world until now, and never to be equaled again. If those days had not been cut short, no one would survive. For the sake of the elect, those days will be shortened. I focused on several points. Jesus referred to Daniel and used a phrase which that prophet used several times. The phrase, the abomination that causes desolation. Then Jesus adds the words, let the reader understand. Evidently, this is the meaning of Daniel's words. Jesus interprets that difficult phrase. From Daniel alone, it's difficult to conclude precisely what he means. But Jesus clarifies it. Since Matthew was writing primarily for a Jewish audience, they would be interested in Daniel. By inspiration of the Holy Spirit, Daniel was able to focus on a far-off event when Satan's great counter-Christ would erect this image in the holy place and totally desecrate the temple. When that happens, his people are to evacuate the city and the country and flee for their lives. The terrible persecutions of his people will then begin. Other Bible writers describe these in more detail than Matthew. The events of A.D. 70, when the temple was destroyed, were devastating. But they do not begin to compare with these times at the end of this age. Then Jesus makes an incisive statement. He says, If those days had not been cut short, no one would survive. But for the sake of the elect, those days will be shortened. Those terrible closing days of this age are due to sin particularly the sin of rejecting God's Son and our Savior. It is sin that brings the world to the point of global suicide. Sin always does that. Towards the end of history, it seems that God will gradually withdraw His protecting hand and allow sin to have its destructive way in our world. Sin rapidly moves the world to self-destruct. That's the nature of sin. Sin is a destroyer. John wrote in Revelation 9:11 that the name of the king of the abyss was in Hebrew Abaddon and in Greek Apollyon. These words in both languages mean destroyer. That's what Satan is and that's what sin does. And when God removes his protecting hand and allows sin its way, it begins to destroy this world. Satan's counter-Christ brings the world almost to its total demise. But before that happens, Christ returns and stops the process. That's what Jesus means by the words, if those days had not been cut short, no one would survive. This period of intense suffering of the people of God has an end. For the sake of the believers, Christ steps in and stops sin's destructive process. God is still in control. Satan and sin will not totally destroy his people and our world. He'll try, and he'll almost succeed. But God brings things to his close. God is sovereign still.
What's new is a radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Chapter California, 93263, USA.